three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Ruse Radio. We are back at it again with a returning guest. Our record-breaking episode in our previous attempt, in our previous uh, sparring uh, here on Ruse Radio, uh, a battle of the wits, if you would. Yeah, I, it was a pleasure having you last time. I'm happy to have you back. Joey Coff, Joey Coff, Joey Coff in the building. Is it, is it like uh, cringe to clap for myself? I don't know. No, no, okay, I actually good. think it's it's a, an alpha move. Okay, alpha, right, I like that. <laughs> yeah, like people respect it when you clap for yourself. Right. It's like one of those things where people are afraid to do that type of thing, so when they see somebody do it, they're like, oh, he's he's him, he's that guy. I, you gotta. That's why I don't even question it when I do those things. Like it's like wearing sunglasses inside. Like is that cringe? Absolutely not. No, because that's not I'm cringe. the guy who will do what he will do. Yeah, that's how I feel. There's nothing that's cringe unless you, unless you, make it. If so. you like ask for permission, then it's cringe. Exactly. So maybe it was cringe because I asked if it was like cringe. I agree. You know what I mean? I so, think so. Dang, it wasn't cringe when I did it, but then it became cringe because I asked permission. It's like you bailed on your own bit. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately after you did it, you bailed. Because it showed a lack of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get better at not bailing on my bits and just rolling with them as much as possible. Because if I'm ever going to be a comedian, that's got to be what I do, right? Right. And and, You You can't be like, was that funny? Like, no, you just got to say it. If people are like, boo, then you're like, man, fuck you. So here's the problem that I've learned with it, though, is like when I'm doing it in this context, I'll do a bit and somebody, we're doing a podcast where you're having a conversation, so they'll think it was serious and they'll keep going. And now they, the audience probably thinks I meant that and that's the content. And I can't like... To, to to properly roll with that, I just have to let them keep going. I yeah. can't like, hey, wait, I was kidding. So if you know, if somebody says like, you know, man, I was like a deer in the headlights, and I'm like, uh, I have a deer in my headlights every weekend. I just say something like that, and they're like, yo, that's crazy. Or, no, that's a bad example. That's a bad example. Let me think of a good one. Let me think of a good one. Okay, so someone says, um. Okay, here's a good one. So someone says something about respecting women, like, I respect all women. And then I'm like, yeah, dude, I respect bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, like, no, no, really, I respect all women. Women are the best thing ever. And they just keep going, and they don't play off my bit. Now I just look like I call women bitches because right. they didn't acknowledge it at all. And they didn't. There's, there's risk to yeah, doing the it bit. It takes two to tango because, like, even yeah. me, I kind of got a dry sense of humor, and sometimes my voice is, like, real monotone. So sometimes I'll, like, joke, and certain people just don't get my humor. Like, people that know me really well, they know, like, I'm a fucking clown, so they, like, laugh at shit. But, like, if I sometimes I'll meet someone for the first time or I don't know them well and I'll make a joke and they like totally like take me serious like they just completely don't get it and I'm like fuck man like just went right over their head you know what I mean or um they'll or like I'll say something offensive like what you said and they'll like call me out on it and they'll be like well that ain't cool like you really think that and they think that I really believe that or something it's like no like I'm fucking joking man yeah but so okay so I heard Bill Burr say on a podcast that his method, when he's on a stage at least, 
is like if an audience doesn't go the way that he thought they were going to go, he's like, oh, oh, come on. You guys are going to be like, he puts it on them. Yeah, yeah, that's smart, So man. that is a method you can use. You can put it on them like, oh, come on. I'm just kidding. Come on. I love Bill Burr. And yeah. I mean, he if that's what he does, that's like, that's the, the pro move because exactly. he has so much experience. You know what I mean? Like, I love Bill Burr, too. He, he's been in it for a minute. A, a lot of uh, comedy and the way that they dance around topics it, it inspires me to <laughs> move in that direction too just because i know you can talk about anything it's just the way that you approach things. Yeah. you actually it's it's all about the context and the way that you can work even a room with one person like that's why com- comedy podcasts can be so great sometimes and he has a podcast too. yeah Bill Burr has a podcast. He's been, well, he does one on his own. That's what's so crazy about it. He's talking to himself yeah. most of the time. Because I've I've never really sat and like watched an episode. I've seen clips of of him and like other people, and I think I have seen some of just him. Yeah, I think him is like. He's like the type of guy that just likes to rant. He like he he'll he'll admit like he's like I got a lot of anger. Like he's literally got anger issues. So I think it's like therapeutic for him just to fucking talk and like let it out. You know what I mean? Because like on stage when you're a comedian, like obviously his shit's kind of like pre-planned. So he's kind of got a formula like an outline to it. But and and I'm sure that helps him with the stress relief. But I'm sure it's more like therapeutic to just fucking go off the cuff and just say whatever he wants. And so I think that's probably what he does on his podcast is just to anything goes like no holds barred. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's probably a good avenue for exploration and all that too to find new bits and things like. Yeah, this. he'll come up with ideas probably yeah. while he's just talking, while he's just going off on his rant. He's like, "Oh, dang, that'd make a good bit," you know. There's this thing about Bill Burr that I just can't connect with, though. Is I'm not a sports guy, and yeah. so whenever he gets on to sports, I immediately. This the thing about it is it's not timeless, right? So if you if I go listen to a Bill Burr podcast from three months ago, I even or three years ago, better yet. And I'm not familiar with the sports. Like, even if I'm familiar with the sport, that's still a thing. But if I'm not familiar, like, that was only relevant for, like, the two weeks yeah. that after that came out. Whatever team he's ranting about and whatever's going on with Hey, by the, the way, shout out to the Nuggets, man, <laughs> NBA champs. Shout out, though. And, I'm and not a huge sports guy, but yeah. I was rooting for the Nuggets this year, like, well, definitely. I don't even know what sport that is, man. Basketball, man, NBA. Okay. NBA. Denver, Denver Nuggets, NBA champs, baby. Love the team name. Yeah. They are the Nuggets. And I've already, I already had this hat for, like, a long time, but I, like, never wear it. So I'm like, now that they're in the finals, like, I'm going to wear this hat. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm wearing it today. But it's funny because um, a lot of times, like, whenever I'm wearing something like a sports hat or a shirt or something, people will, like, start a conversation with me about, oh, what do you think about so-and-so getting traded? And a lot of times I don't even know. Like, I'm not even aware of it. So I'm like, fuck, I feel like a fraud. You know what I mean? So a lot of times I'll just, like, try to give a short answer, like, oh, yeah, I think that's cool, you know what I mean? And, like, hope that they don't, like, keep talking about it because I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. You're yes-ending. That's Like, that's one good time I was wearing a, a Clippers hat, and I didn't even know it was the Clippers. I was just wearing it because it was, like, blue and it matched what I was wearing. And, like, this guy at the store was like, oh, yeah, the Clippers, man, did you see so-and-so? And I'm like, I'm like, why is he talking to me about the Clippers? And then I realize I'm like, oh shit, I'm wearing a Clippers hat. I didn't even know the fucking hat that I was wearing. So at least now when I wear something, I try to be a, a little bit informed. At least you know what I'm saying. But I used to watch a lot of sports at one time. It's just recently, you know, I don't really watch a whole lot. So I can understand. I'm too it. busy watching the you know Ruse Radio podcast. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm too busy listening to your latest single. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what was you know, it called? You again? know the owner, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, know the owner. Oh, you're talking about my single, yeah. That's what I was talking about. That's what I'm. You're listening to Ruse Radio. I'm out here banging. I know the owner banging by Joey Koff. Yeah, it's my new single. Um, I'll probably have a few more out by the time this podcast drops. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, I know the owner. Go look it up. Spotify, Apple Music, all that. It's a dope song. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do the cough exactly? How do you do the trademark? <laughs> oh, so I'm not coughing right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you don't have to put your arm up. I'm just doing it because I want to cough into your mic. You know. Well, I mean? I've noticed that you use. That's one of. The but yeah, things. this is like when I take a picture with someone. I pose like this because they say the proper way to cough is to like cough into your elbow. You know what I mean? So. I'm like being proper. I'm being safe with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Being hygienic here, you know? You're setting a good example for the kids. Yeah, exactly. That's Cough what into you're your all elbow. about, man. You're all about the all kids. All about the kids, man. Yeah. I, what, like that music video of yours where you were with the kids. So before yeah. I even ask about your latest single, I want to know, because that's Gaza. He's a friend of the podcast as well. We just had him back on for the second time. Nice. So tell us about uh, how that music video came together. And just the whole story of that. Well, People don't know this. If they don't know what the song is, you could always go into that. Yeah, too. go look up Hey Kids um, on YouTube. Just look up Hey Kids, Joey Cuff. So, yeah, Gaza actually made the beat for that song. So, he, yeah, he made uh, he made the beat for that song. And the chorus was like a sample of someone saying, like, hey, 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 kids. And so me being like, what, like, what can I make a song about kids? Like, what could it be about? And I was like, it'd be cool if I was like a guidance counselor that gives bad advice to children. And so, yeah, I just wrote the song from that perspective. And then um, I actually had him uh, on the song. He was like a teacher that was like in a classroom and he was introducing me as the new guidance counselor. And so like I had him, um, I had him, you know, put his, his vocals on the song or whatever. I, we did the song and then I'm like, man, this needs a video, like something like this needs a visual. So yeah, I contacted him. And then luckily I found a guy that I know that um, actually, uh, I think he's like a janitor or no, I think he's a maintenance man at a school. And uh, he was able to get us in the school like on a weekend or whatever. Like he, he didn't even really authorize it with him. He just kind of like let us in, you know, he's like, but you got to be out by like 11 o'clock or whatever time. Cause like <laughs> staff is coming in and like, I can't have you guys here. So like, yeah, he let us in the he school. Did you a solid. Yeah, he did. He let us in the school. Shout out to Josh, man. That was his name. But um, he let us in the school and I had got a bunch of kids together and like, you know, it, it was dope. Like it, it's, it's probably my favorite video that I've done honestly dude it's so funny it's a very funny video because you really nail the entire like cause what the song is going for the video just drives it all in like like you said it needed a video yeah absolutely <laughs> and that's one of them ones man it got some views but i really think that it, it should have gone bigger and i'm still like even though it's a few years old now it's fuck it's probably like four years old at this point but like i'm still pushing it because i still believe like if the right person could like um see it or like review it somebody like no life shack or somebody with like a huge channel if they could like review this video and get it out to a bigger audience i still think that it has potential to to get a lot more visibility here's what i'm thinking in my my brain is maybe like just recontextualizing it in a in the format that there is now so like you like how i would cut down something into a short i put version. it on on tiktok like little short segments of it and got a few views but was but it nothing in like crazy. the vertical like big at did it fill up the whole screen because even that no i actually didn't do it like that i probably should i guess i was just being lazy but that's what i'm saying if yeah, you recontextualize right. it that's why i put it that okay. way because if like if you take that video and then cut down the beginning intro to like 
five to ten seconds just to get the point across like hey guys here's your substitute and then you walk yeah. in and then it just goes right into the song because on tiktok they got that short ass attention span and then maybe if you like the reason i put the titles on those clips is because i want someone to know immediately what the video is so they see the hook at the top and then they're watching the video to hear what the person has to say about whatever that is like if someone says kendrick lamar is the greatest rapper then this is going to be why Kendrick's the greatest rapper. Or if you say a quote and you're talking about that quote and that's what yeah. the clip's about, I'll put the quote at the top. And it's like, okay, it's all about that. So if there was a, I'm trying to think of the hook of that. Like, uh, <laughs> man raps. I don't even well, know. Well, like what I put on the ones that I shared, I put like, would you let this guy teach your children? Boom, you know? that's it. So you and throw that some, on the top of the vi yeah. vertical video because that, that's it. That's it. That's so funny, and some people are like, hell no. And then other people are like laughing. You know, like, that's hilarious. And then there's some people that got actually offended by it. Like, that's fucked up. Because there's a, one where I have a little girl where I'm telling this little girl to be a stripper. And you're throwing money and, at her. And I'm throwing money. And there's people that are like, uh, there's people that are like, uh, that's fucked up. Real classy. You're telling a little girl to be a dancer. And it's like, dude, like, her dad was there, like, you know, on the side, like, allowing it. Like, it's not like... Like it's not like I was being serious, you know. Oh, what that's I mean? what's it's so a fucking funny joke. about but, it. But, she would, but I guarantee that same girl would like watch a movie yeah. where something like that happens and fucking crack up laughing at it. But because I'm a rapper, it's like, oh, you know, it's a it's a double standard, man. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think that rappers can't get no love, man. Well, and it's like people draw lines in weird spots. Yeah, like yeah. if you do this, that means you're this. When it's like you're, you're a misogynist, you're a pervert, you're this, you're that. But like, yeah, if it's a movie, it's yeah. okay because it's a professional Hollywood setting with a budget and it's marketed a different way. But whatever. yeah, you know, I remember back in the day when the N word was said on movies. Remember when Quentin Tarantino drops it in Pulp Fiction? Like it was a whole different world. I'm not even going down that route, this man. This just blows my mind. We're, we're like, not getting Joe Rogan today. No, we're not. I just remember, like, the first time well, I saw yeah, that movie. It was different back then. It was, it was a lot different. less politically correct. Well, you know what I mean? Way, now it's, you get canceled bad. for anything. You get canceled for anything. Super bad. That movie wouldn't get made today. There's Because that's teenage drinking and teenage partying and teenage sex. That's the whole movie. That's what the movie's about, is teenagers going to a party right before they graduate and go to college. Like, it's about high schoolers. So it's like, it, it, there's not... They're trying to get alcohol. <laughs> like, they're doing illegal shit. Like you wouldn't. Right. They that would not exist today. I just know for a fact we don't see that movie. It doesn't come out. And and the people who were in that movie aren't the same people that they were even like right. Michael, Michael Sarah and. Yeah, they probably wouldn't even do that movie exactly, now. Exactly, like, that's my point. Seth Rogen would definitely not do it. I don't think Jonah Hill would either. Yeah. Hell no, nah. he ain't as funny now that he's skinny, anyways. I think Seth Rogen lost the plot a little bit, and I, I hope he comes back. And I say this with all due respect and love, because I like a lot of his older stuff. I loved Superbad. I love all that stuff. But I think that he's just, I think 2020 and onward drove a lot of us crazy. And I don't know if it was before that that he was already doing this, but he just started to get too far into, too far into... <sighs> You don't want to be that guy that tells everybody what to think, you know? Mm. Especially if you're a guy that never plays yourself on him. Like, if you're an actor, it really doesn't yeah, make sense yeah, exactly. for you to be that guy. If that makes the least amount of sense. When like, you're, you're literally <laughs> portraying an image as a job. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Even though he writes a lot of his own shit, it's still a character, you know? Exactly. And But, but again, with all love, I just like, man, let's just go back to the classic stoner comedy, the silly fun stuff. Why do we got to... 
We and a lot of them guys, they, they, you know, they're like, well, been there, done that. It's not exciting for them. And, and even like musicians are the same way. Like yeah. they make albums and people know them for that. And they're like, I don't want to do the same album again. But, you know, it's, I feel you, you know, you want to be creative, but at the same time, you also got to give the customer what they want. Yeah. You know, it's like Kanye West. Like, he's one of the most talented artists ever. But, like, I felt like after his first couple albums, man, I don't know, he started doing some really weird-ass shit, and I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? Obviously, what I, he's still successful, so more power to him. But, man, I, don't, I think it's okay to experiment a little bit, but I'm just saying, man, like, if you're really known for something, it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, give, them what, give the people what they want, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's tough because at the same time, you know the artists evolve and they change just like you do. So it's like Adam Sandler. I mean, don't get me wrong; he evolved and did a lot of shit, different shit. But it was it was good. Like well, the yeah. shit, it's got to be good if you're gonna be do some off the wall or some different shit, you know, or progress. That's fine, but at least make it good. Like Adam Sandler's shit is good. He it's almost like every character he's played was good. You know, whether it was a comedy or a serious movie, you know. But he, a lot of times, still kept that comedic aspect to his art, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what makes people attracted to Adam Sandler, is there's just a reality within him. Uh, he had a conversation with Brendan Fraser on those celebrities interviewing each other things, one of those. And Brendan Fraser said to him that he's not, um, he's not, I think the way he phrased it was, you're not the loser in your movies, you're the lovable underdog. Yeah. And that's what he always is. Damn, that's true as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, well, you're and right. I Almost Adam every Sandler. movie, like, no matter what character he plays, that's kind of how he is. Like, that's the underlying theme, like, the foundation of him. Yeah, for real. So it's hard not to like the guy, you know what I mean? Whether he's, like, a school dropout or, like, a businessman or whatever he is, like, it's hard not to root for him, you know? Even in Uncut Gems, when he's uh, playing a yeah. completely dramatic character that's off the deep end, trying to just get this gem no matter what the cost is, <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah, you, you still, still kind him. of feel bad for him, even though he's a fucking degenerate gambler. You're like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I still want this guy to win. Like, his family's all torn apart. I want him to, like, succeed, you know? Yeah. I, Adam Sandler is an inspiration to me because he's a good representation of how you can be yourself in all these different ways. And he's not Hollywood. Like, obviously, I don't really know how he is in real life, but you see pictures of him wearing, like, Walmart-looking clothes, like, yeah. not like looking like a damn homeless guy. Like, he's not flashy, you know what I'm saying? Like He's the J. Cole of... of the celebrity Yeah, it's pretty cool to sure. see that. Man. I mean, like, it is cool to see. I mean, it's cool because it, I've even heard of high schools doing Adam Sandler days where, like, they'll have kids wear sweatpants yeah. and <laughs> baggy shirts, <laughs> and it's an Adam Sandler day. So that's how it is publicly known. Wow. Yeah. but That's when you've officially made it. you got your <laughs> own day named after you where people get dressed like a bum and look like you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, for real. You're you're associated with that with sweatpants. <laughs> Fuck it. Good I for him. I, I got so close to seeing them live, but I had my niece with me because we were in Chicago, me, my mom, and my niece, and it just happened to be the case that my niece is eight. So my mom oh, was like, "Oh, I don't know if that's not gonna work." Appropriate. Well, he was playing music, and I don't know how mature his shows are. I don't. I don't think it would have been that bad. When I but. first really got up on him was when he put out them albums back in the day, like the comedy albums. Like he had some songs, but then he had skits on there, and they were like hilarious, man. Like he he had all kinds of different voices, and he had like. 
the one of like Fatty McGee and he like all these different characters and shit. And me and my friend, I don't know how old we were, like 11, maybe 10, 11, 12. And we used to listen to it and we're just cracking up. And it was like raunchy, you know what I'm saying? But it was funny. And then obviously he had like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore like back to back and all that. But man, them albums, like they were like, they're still funny to this day. I listen to, uh, I listen to them every now and then. And like they're yeah. hilarious, man. Yeah, so. I, I just, I feel like people miss the mark with Adam Sandler because they always think about him as the guy, just like the silly movies that he's done. And then they think about the more recent stuff that's just not been commercially received well, like Jack and Jill and just mm. whatever worst thing comes to mind. They think about it in the worst way possible when like, dude, that guy's an inspiration. And I mean, kind of at, at this point, it's like he can't do no wrong. Even if he put out five movies back to back and they're complete garbage, it's like, He's a, he's a legend. Like you can't yeah. really you can't tarnish his reputation at this point. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen Punch Drunk Love? Have no, seen, I haven't. Oh, that's like the best Adam Sandler movie. I think it's the best one because it's Paul Thomas Anderson, who's my favorite director, and it's just genius. The movie uses Adam Sandler in the best way possible. It's the first dramatic film like that that he did. It's, How old it's is the reason it? that he was cast in Uncut Gems. It's about 2002 or three. Oh, okay. It's that old? Yeah. Wow. You know, and there's a possibility I've seen it, because there's a lot of movies I've seen that I don't even remember, like, name or I forget, but yeah, it doesn't ring a bell, like, right off oh, top. Oh, it's great. It took me a long time to get to it. I'd seen a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson's other movies beforehand, and I just knew it's like, oh, it's one of those really good Adam Sandler movies. That's what people would always say about it. I knew that. But then when I actually saw it, I was blown away. It's that hmm. good. Yeah, I have to see that. Yeah. And um, also the Meyerowitz stories. That's a more recent one with... Okay. It's got Adam Sandler and... What's... Uh, who's... Uh, Zoolander. I'm forgetting Zoolander. Oh, yeah. Actress. Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. Okay. It's got Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller. Okay. And, I have to see that, too. And it's also got an older actor. I don't want to say... I don't remember his name, but he was in a lot of... Dennis Hoffman. It's got Dennis Hoffman in it as well. Okay. So, yeah, it, it's got the three... And the Dennis Hoffman plays their dad, and they're all in a family, and it's just... It's a re very realistic portrayal of a family. It's, Adam Sandler's a really good actor in the movie, and he's got a daughter, and they do his the whole thing about his relationship with his daughter, and it's done really well. So it's a, it's not a comedy? No, okay. no. The, all these movies I'm listing are not comedies, because I feel like that's the thing. That's the thing about Adam Sandler is he's so dynamic. Yeah. People don't realize it. So I always shout out his greatest hits. Right. Yeah, you can take him serious in anything. You yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just what I've noticed is it's like the collaboration thing. What he really needs is just the right director to have the right vision. And like, that's why he's so he's probably just really selective with the movies he does for that reason. Because he probably knows this. What was the movie that he did uh, not long ago where he was like the uh, basketball coach? Remember oh, that? Oh, that yeah, I saw that. It was on Netflix. That was a really I'm good movie. I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, yeah, he, I want to uh, say I want, it's a one word name. It's not yeah, Heat, yeah. but it's something like that. I could, I, I'm, I'm gonna find it. He, I believe talking. he actually directed that one himself. No way. I'm Did pretty really? sure. Yeah, I mean, you can look it up. You know, Jamie, pull this up. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, what the fuck was that called? I mean, I seen it. It was actually a great movie. Um, it was called Hustle. Hustle. Okay. Yep. You were right. One word. It started with the H. You were close. Yeah. yeah, if you want to look and correct me, fact check me. I know I was wrong last time about a bunch of shit, so well, okay. go ahead and make me look bad. Like keep, <laughs> keep up, keep the tradition up here. You know, it's I mean? best. Like this is why we need a guy to look shit up. Like because they look, they correct you in real time. Like I realized, 
it probably helps Joe Rogan out a lot, the fact that he's got a Jamie, because whenever he's oh, doing yeah. this, if they fuck up, oh, hey, we just fucked up. We can admit it right here, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be later, like, in when we're watching it back three weeks. <laughs> That's the worst, man. Like, I don't mind making a mistake, but, yeah, when you make it and then it's, like, out there and then, like, later you realize or somebody brings it to your attention, like, you're lying, that was wrong, and then now you look like a freaking idiot. You know yeah. what I mean? And then... Like, it ruins your credibility, even though it was just an honest mistake. But it's like, people are like, oh, he don't know what he's talking about because he was wrong about this one little thing that doesn't even matter, you know? People, people, you can. I guess we can only control ourselves. It's one of those things. And that's why, let's just say, do your own research. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, listen to us, cool, but, like, don't don't take everything we say as fact. Go do your own research. And with that you know? being said, the film was not directed by Adam Sandler. <laughs> Dude, something, he wrote it or something, I swear to God, bro. Uh, maybe I guarantee you. Maybe he's a producer. It. Maybe it's something yeah, like produced by Yeah, I don't know, direct, produced, fucking God, he... Was the damn? Its produ its production company is Happy Madison Productions, yeah, among yeah. a couple others, and See, he was a producer. I, I told you. There I we told go. You. Okay, I knew I was right about that. There we go. There was a hint of truth in there. Yep, hint See, of guys, truth. but do your own research, yep. or send us a guy. Send me a guy to put over there in the corner. Send us a Google. guy. Yeah, <laughs> we need a guy. Yeah, if you if you give me, you could be the guy. If someone's willing to be an intern for me, I have openings available. Hell yeah. Yeah. Send us a guy because we got openings available. There we go. For the right guy. <laughs> Joey's got an opening available for a guy, too. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be in Chicago. He's going to be in Flint. So we have openings for guys in several places. Yeah, we want guys everywhere. Flint, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want a guy right here, right now. Oh, my God. I want a guy right there, right then. You know? The like, more the merrier. The more the merrier. <laughs> Guys, it's it's raining men. It's Hallelujah. Raining men. It's raining men. Whew, ace. But speaking of Chicago, by the time people see this, you're already going to be there, man. Oh, but. a whole lot of these podcasts. As a matter of fact, like for the last 10 episodes, it's been that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going it's gonna to be interesting. I mean, just seeing how things play out because... Yeah, I make a whole lot of statements on here, and I really have no idea. The whole thing's a mystery. So I'm interested to see how things go, but I'm interested to dive into it with that in mind as, as it grows closer. Because as we record this, we're just days away. Yeah. So as it grows closer, it's uh, more and more real to me. Like, oh, shit. I'm really not going to be in this room a week from now. Like, that's real. That's insane, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you, though, because, I mean, we were talking last time I was here about, like, I was telling you, like, if you want to go somewhere, man, do it. Do it while you're young. Do it while you can now. That way you won't regret it. Even if for whatever reason it doesn't work out or go as planned, like at least you did it and you know. That, well, most of the know. time people say yes to that advice and they go, yeah, yeah, I know. And then they, they, they say they're going to follow it, and yeah. they don't do it. And that's why I'm happy to be telling the story of the person that's actually following that Dude, advice. Dude, you're, you're like, you're doing it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, an ex you're setting an example, you know? I'm happy to And that's that. how you build confidence too is, is when you like, make a commitment to yourself and you follow through so it's helping you in inwardly every way inwardly and outwardly right like for other people because other people like that's why i say i'm happy to tell that story because i think other people see that confidence and they see that play out and they're like yeah. damn if he can do that like maybe i should yeah. do the shit i want to do too yep. that's i yeah i learned from people like that too if i see somebody else doing something i'm like damn if they can do it i can do it you know so. yeah I, and that just means a lot to me that means more than anything that's why i'm I'm happy to hear anybody say anything at all about me doing it because it's just a thing I felt for a long time. It's just a personal thing, but I'm, I know that our actions do mean more to the world than we realize. And so that's why I put the shit out there. That's why I do it because I know 
for one, it creates the commitment for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. And for another thing, I know it means more than me. I know people will see. Like, uh, I just mentioned it on the last podcast I did, but uh, when I posted my Chicago podcast, it was just a solo one I did, and I rarely do solo ones. So I was thinking, ah, it's just me talking for 30 minutes. Like, I hope that, hope somebody watches it. I don't know. Just Let's fill in this gap here. But I got a comment on it, like, two months later, and it's just somebody saying, I'm thinking about moving out of the Midwest, too. I'm thinking about moving out of... Sm- I'm thinking of moving out of my small town too. Everything you said here was on point. Uh, something, something, something. And then they said, you're an excellent communicator. And just nice. those two comments made that whole 30 minutes yeah. worth it. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, if, you hope that you're reaching somebody when yes. you do this shit. And then when you actually see the response, you're like, okay, like it makes it all worthwhile. Because that it makes me it makes me realize like any questioning I had about that episode, I shouldn't have even questioned it. Because that one person and that locked that in for them. They're like, yeah, this fucking guy's right. He's right yeah, about absolutely. all of this. And so that's why I like doing this and just saying whatever's on my mind because I know that every conversation has a purpose, you know, no matter what it is. Uh, Seth Stoles came on here, and he gave me a great one. You never know who you're working for. Hmm. So I like to think about it that way now, too. Damn, yeah, that's interesting. I like that quote. I should write that down. You never know who you're working for. Yeah, you really don't because it's, it's always beyond you. That's what gets me. It's always beyond you. Like, that song I wrote, and the reason I put the song out, it's not because I want someone to react exactly how I did to the song. I want them to react differently. I want them to pull something else from it. And, like, I want to have them at a show and just see them react in a way that I could have never imagine like they're turning up to my shit yeah and i just i just wrote that in my bedroom because i liked it that that that's the shit that's the shit that's real to me i love it yeah because how many songs that do we like that we listen to from other artists and we probably have a whole different perception of the song than it than its original intention you know what i mean exactly you don't connect it they were talking about butterflies and we're thinking about like machine guns or something (laughs) like you know but to us that's what it's about so it's like Hey. So probably, that's probably most of Nirvana's catalog right, right. there. <laughs> well, I remember like one thing that stuck out to me. I remember I seen an interview with um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers once, and they were asking him about a song, like, what's the song about? And he said, well, it's open to interpretation. And I've heard that used a lot after I heard after he said that, you know. But, um, yeah, so I, I like that. A lot of songs, especially, like, rock songs, you know, because most, like, rap songs, they're pretty much plain and simple. You know what they're about, you know what I mean? And even country songs usually is a pretty well-defined story, like, my dog left me and I, you know, got ran over by a train after I got drunk. Like, you know what it's about. But a lot of rock songs are real, like... Um, I don't know, uncertain, obscure, like you don't really know what they're talking about a lot of times. And a lot of like rock songs, because they're writing it more just to like sound good and go with the music. So a lot of times they don't even know what they're about. They're just writing lyrics that sound good. A lot of times like they'll just hum a melody along. Like even I think Anthony Kiedis was talking about that. Like he's like, you know, like my band will like make the music and I'll just kind of hum like a melody and then I'll just find words to go with it. So a lot of times it's really not about anything. So it is like literally open to interpretation. Well, I think there's something about that, though, because I've heard that from a lot of artists, and that's how I do it. I'm always, like, finding the melody first, and then I apply the words to it. Unless I... Even if I am writing a four-bar thing, like, maybe I had that first line that was a bar that I... Like, oh, hey, that's a good bar. But it's it's the way that the words connect, and it's always the, 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 the... It's the rhythm, and it's that. It's the whole picture of it that I'm hearing. It's not just the words if that makes any sense. So 
when I hear someone like him say something like that, it's not like saying that it's not about anything. It's like saying that it's a feeling. Like you're feeling it. You felt it first, and then you just found a way to express it. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever written rock music or music for a band or anything melodic like that. Yeah, sometimes I, have, I write I, hooks I that are melodic too, and like pop hooks. Even you end up, or if you ever write like a catchy hook, you're doing yeah. the same type of thing. But it's yeah, I think that there's something about catching a tune. Like when a tune is catchy, it's not that you came, you 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 had the perfect words and then you put the tune to it. Usually, it's you came up with that catchy tune and you put the words to the tune. But that doesn't take away from the words that are in it. It's even better when it, those are in congruence, when those words are perfect for that tune. Right. That's why, that's why I'm so about flow whenever I write anything. That's why your flow, that's why I always compliment it whenever, I, uh, whenever I'm speaking highly of you. That's the first thing I say, because you have a way of setting up your flow that's, that's very structured. It seems thought out. You do it well. Every song I've heard, you, your flow always has intentionality. And to me, that's like... That's one of the key factors of rap. It's, it's, it's both. You can't just have flow. You can't just have lyricism. You have to do both at the same time. And if you can, then everything else is just elevated to a whole yeah, other exactly. level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's a lot of rappers who like got really good wordplay, really good lyrics, but their flow is like boring. It's just like maybe the same pattern or like something that you've already heard a million times. And you're like, well, I mean, you're like, well, they... They got bars, but I don't really want to listen to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's other rappers who might have a really good flow, like the pattern and the melodies, but they're not saying shit. So you're <laughs> like, man, I really don't want to listen to this either. Like, this is making me dumber, you know? But So having that perfect balance, I think, is is key, is, is important, you know? I think that's what makes you stick out. I think, I mean, what do you think? What do you think the X factor is nowadays? In today's day and age, what makes a rapper really stick out? How do you You do know it? what? I heard um, Adam Ivey, you know who that is? He like does teaches marketing and stuff like that online, but I think um, so. he said something which really, uh, which uh, which I really liked, man. Which really made me think because he said, um, he said, don't. He's like a lot of rappers. Their problem is they're trying to be better, and he said it's not about being better than another rapper. He said it's it's actually uh, more valuable to be different. And I thought about that, and I'm like, that's true, because there's a lot of rappers who are better than a lot of the rappers that are, like, on the radio. But what makes those people who are, like, famous and well-known and successful, what really makes them be successful? It's And it, do, it doesn't mean that they're not better than somebody or they don't have any talent or ability, but usually it's that they're better. They have a well-defined, like, character and image. Like, you know when you listen to this person what you're going to get from them. They're different. You know what I mean? They're not necessarily better. They're just different. The streets are flooded with unknown rappers that are better than 95% of anything you'll hear on the radio. So why, why haven't they blown up? Because they're not different. They don't have, like you were saying, that X factor, that something about them where you're like, okay, I know if I go to him, I'm going to hear somebody rap with this crazy type of voice. Or I'm going to hear you know, somebody rap to just these specific kind of beats with this certain kind of pattern. Or somebody talk about you know, fashion or talk about their family or whatever it is that makes them different. You know? So that's something I've even been thinking about lately. Because I've always been different in my own way. You know what I mean? But... There's even been times where I've noticed I fell into the same pattern of just like trying to prove like I'm better. I got more bars than this person. And maybe I do. But so what? Who cares? You know, what I mean, you still got to be interesting to listen to and have your own little niche, you know? Yeah. I mean, the way I thought about it recently, I remember I had this epiphany one day. I was just standing there at work 
And I, I realized, like, it's the same thing as when you go to work and you have somebody that you met three weeks ago and you just develop this relationship with them. All of a sudden, you know what to expect from this person. And pretty quickly, you decide whether or not you like that person. And the more and more you see that person, the more and more familiar you are with them, then the more and more you get an image of them. So, like, that's why they say post on social media all the time. Don't get out of people's faces because it's just like real life. If I see you every day, it's different than if I saw you once a week. I'll develop more of a relationship with you. But with that being said, it's also like people get to know you and if you don't have that character like you're saying if you don't have that to back it up they're not going to want to get to know you so that's the other part of it it's yeah, like having that too. character and putting that character out there and having that ability which is i i've met so many artists and i can see when they don't have that in them yet because i think people have the potential but it's like there's so many people where i'll talk with them and it's just clear as day like oh this person's not ready to push themselves yet like they're happy they're making art and i'm glad that they're expressing themselves but you can see like they're not determined in who they are just yet and if they were if they had that character it'd be a whole different story Yeah, the more well-defined you are it's just like in sales and marketing like they always tell you like you know be like like have a have a niche you know what i mean like have a specific like product a specific target audience like everybody and that's even been one of my pitfalls is because i've always been like i i am a very versatile artist so i have songs that are funny i have songs that are serious i have songs about relationships i have a lot of different shit which is fine but you know it it's it you you go i think you find your audience a lot quicker and easier like there's rappers who have came out with damn near their first song and blew up because it was so like targeted it was so different it was like wow like it was undeniable like wow this is the guy that that i'm gonna go to for this kind of sound you know what i mean because he wasn't trying to be all over the place and please everybody and prove he's the greatest he just found like a certain thing and just ran with it you know yeah yeah i mean i think it's just the authentic nature of that i mean that's why I like to think that most of the best songs are just songs that weren't trying to replicate anything. It was someone finding something in a moment. Like yeah, that's exactly. usually what it is. It's, and the the bad thing is sometimes they become a one hit wonder because yeah. they they found lightning in a bottle or whatever, and they they caught it, you know, that spark at the right time, the right song. But that's all they really had, it, you know. But that's okay too because it'd be better to be a one hit wonder than a no hit wonder, you know. Yeah. And a lot of them people who are one hit wonders, I mean, they're still touring to this day. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, like I just seen a '90s concert with all kinds of old school artists. Like, they might not be as hot as they once were, but believe me, they're still getting paid some money for a lifetime, and they're still getting doors open because of that. So, yeah, better know. a one-hit wonder than a demolition derby. Folks. A demolition derby, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, yeah, it's it's just, I think people look at things the wrong way. I think it's just one of those things. Like they think it, they're looking at the wrong side. Like that success is a success. Sometimes that one hit wonder gets paid royalties for that for the rest of their life. Like you don't have to do anything else if you're a one hit yeah. wonder. A lot of the time, my dad told me actually the guy that wrote Heartbreak Hotel for Elvis Presley, he like never had to work again. Like I'm sure he did, and I'm sure he probably wrote other songs or whatever. But yeah, my dad heard a story about how that guy was getting like royalty checks for like the rest of his life just from that one big hit song you know really? so hey that that doesn't sound too bad to me you know yeah and i'm sure that my amount of money went down it declined over time but still like i'm sure he did pretty well for himself so. i think somebody got paid for happy birthday for a minute happy birthday oh my god dude <laughs> yeah can you imagine holy Jamie, shit pull that up 
He, yeah, he, he's going to every birthday party. He's like, I got this trademarked. If you sing it, I get X amount of dollars. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Every he's like looking in like the papers and everywhere, like social media, like for every birthday party, he's yeah. like sending people to go collect. It's pretty shit. easy to find. I feel like just clips. If you Google birthday and then like find a way to search only today, you could easily get so many people. At oh once. my god! But there'd really be no realistic way to collect on that. Like like. If they're playing the song, like, the audio of us, that song, yeah, but just people singing it live, like, you're not going to collect money from that shit. But what was uh, Paris Hilton? I remember I seen an interview with her where she trademarked the word, that's hot. She trademarked that <laughs> phrase because that was, like, her phrase, that's hot. Taylor Swift just did a couple of them, too. And I heard, like, she actually trademarked it and was getting money somehow from it. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But Well, how about this? I mean, that's an interesting story, but that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Damn, now we... Uh, th this episode was sponsored by Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't worry. I got the ad for her in the 10 minutes ago. I, I popped up an ad just about We owe her now, man. Yeah. We are sponsored nowadays. I'm trying to get more sponsors on the podcast. By, by now, we probably have some crazy sponsors. I'm forgetting we're 20 episodes ahead of schedule. Right. I probably am sponsored by... Like uh, Trojan Obama. condoms. And oh, oh, I said Obama. You went, you went the whole other right. way. <laughs> I'll take Trojan. I'll take. Listen, I'll take anything. Okay. I want blue chew. I want Trojan and blue chew. I want to just go all the way there. Go there. Yeah, I'll take blue chew, Trojan, Playboy. What else would be fitting now? <laughs> Pornhub. Let's just Porn do it all. Right, everything. Sponsored by Pornhub. That'd be nice for a podcast. That's the that's a first. I, do I you remember? Do you know Lando Sky? Yeah. Remember it back in the day, man, he actually put his music on Pornhub, bro. It like got he like blew up on there kinda, bro. He Frank got Frank Ocean dropped the whole he album. He got a on bunch there. of fans. That shit was fucking genius, that man. That is genius. I, I we all missed that period. That was funny as it. fuck, dude. Yeah, now now if you go try to drop anything on there, they uh you have to be a certified porn star. You can't I don't really like... It's funny because Pornhub's like kind of the most well-known porn site that everyone references, but I don't really even like Pornhub, man. I like I like xvideos.com. It seems like, to me, Pornhub just looks amateur to me. I mean, I know there's still good content on there, but it's not my favorite porn site. I got to be real. What gets me is they have the 4K content. Yeah. It, no other website has the good quality shit. Everything else is like at 480p most of the time. And they cut everything else weird. Like, if you go to, like, X I'm not videos really, like, watching porn for the fucking, like, resolution. Like, I'm no. not that specific with it. Like, I need 4K porn or this isn't going to be a good nut. Like not that. that. Not that. It's just, like, if I got this nice-ass screen to be watching porn on, it's just a waste to watch it in shitty quality. That, I mean, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. I usually just watch it on my phone, though, even though I got a computer. Because I'm like, man, usually if people are home and shit, I'm not trying to be having uh -huh. it all full-blown, like, a fucking movie theater experience. Forget. I forget got, not everybody's a bachelor like Yeah, me. got my popcorn. and my, Like, I'm just, like, sneaking off in the bathroom real quick, like... But you know what? That's bad for you anyways, man. No fat. No, I don't I do not do that shit. I was just joking. I was saying if I was to watch it, I w it would be on my phone, but I don't do that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, dude, I haven't jerked off in three years. In three years? Me? Yeah. Three years strong. The last time I jerked off, I, I was a kid. 4K a wasn't even invented, man. So. Yeah. yeah. So there might be a hole in my story here, but <laughs> I swear, I swear. Right hand to Allah. Right hand, not to my penis, but to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm really, um, do you think, we talked about it a little last time, but not on the podcast. Do you think you could do stand-up? you think you could go out on the stage? And I do. I, I know I would still, like, there'd be a learning curve, 
You know what I mean? I would have to get some experience. I'd probably bomb a few times, possibly several. But I think if I pursued it enough, if I made it like, if I got serious about it, I I think I could end up getting good at it. You know? I think that's I think that's always it. I think it's I just, guess it's just a lazy thing and a motivation thing, really. Like people have always told me I should do it ever since I was a kid. I actually think I used to be funnier than I am now because, like, I've, I've always had ADD, but my ADD was way worse when I was younger, which kind of sucked. But in some ways, it was, like, good for comedy because I was always, like, off the wall talking, like, crazy shit. You know what I mean? But um, so now I, I think I would have to, I'd really have to sit and, like, try to concentrate and come up with shit, you know? Well, you have been off the uh, THC for a while. Maybe yeah, that's I don't smoke weed no more either. Yeah, you know? but I, I, it, it, I. Whenever I hear about comedians writing jokes, that is the part that confuses me. Because I can, I, when I think about that, I think about like how I see comedians with sticky notes and they just write something out and they have an idea and I imagine they just riff. So when I hear a comedian say, "I was writing this joke," I'm thinking like, "What are you writing? How do you write out a joke?" I don't even. I like how I would probably that. do it because I've noticed my funniest shit is just off the top. Yes. Like I've tried to like actually write jokes before, and a lot of times they don't go good. So what I would probably do is maybe just get like a tape recorder and just start. Like I would think of a topic, like and I would just start talking about that topic and just going on and on babbling about it. And then if I said a couple funny things about it, then I would go back and be like, okay, I'm gonna throw them in my bit, and then maybe like write them down, you know? Because that'd be an easier, more natural way to capture it yeah. rather than typing it out. You're right. That'd be the way to do That's it. That's how I would do it, man. And um, but you know, I think it's a lot. It's a lot more work than people realize. It's like it's actual work. Well, it's like the, you the think- bombing and working through the bombing and getting better. It's working out. It's just like exercise. And to me, it's like battle rap because, like, I've did a lot of battle raps. And a lot of times, like, I knew my material was good. Like, my wordplay was good, you know. But then I would go out there on stage and sometimes the way I would present it, it wouldn't it wouldn't really hit. Even though I knew what I was saying was fucking good, but the way I delivered it. So I think it, the comedy, you know, is is it's more important to have the right delivery because there's a lot of people that are funny as hell. But if they're not, if they're not selling it the right way, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, you know, the secret of comedy. Timing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, it is true, though. Timing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about that. And that's what people, the really the best comedians, that's what they do. It's not even that they have the funniest jokes, but man, the way that they deliver. And I guess same thing with rap artists or with any artist. Like, there's singers who maybe their lyrics ain't really that good or whatever, but man, they fucking sound good when they're saying it. You know, you're just like, wow, I want I want to listen to this person. Even if they're not really saying anything that's insightful or that fucking creative, you're like they're just fun to listen to. So but they're a character. Yeah, they're a character. Yeah. And so I guess that's where it ties back into what we're saying about it's better to be different than be better. Because I'm sure there's a lot of comedians who are looking up to other comedians like, man, I'm fucking funnier than Bill Burr. I'm funnier than Joe Rogan. I'm funnier than Burt Kreischer or whatever his name is. Like, I'm I'm funnier than these people. But And maybe they are, technically. Maybe their jokes actually are funnier, but they just don't, you just don't want to see them say the shit. So there was a rapper I was speaking with just recently, and I brought up, hey, I'm going to be working with this bigger rapper this bigger person and they immediately jumped to like oh they ain't shit this and that this and that and <laughs> just, I just hating, man. oh it rubbed me the wrong way as That's soon as crazy. it happened because that was I, that was the beginning of our interaction and we were going to be hanging out for a minute so i was just like oh damn like now that's I gotta, how this is gonna be because <laughs> that's a bad sign like just 
It's when, it's like if this were improv, you yes and. Like I just said, I'm I'm hanging out with this bigger rapper. You just go, oh, cool. That's all you gotta say. Even if you don't like them <laughs> or whatever, just like, oh, okay, that's what's up. You yeah, know? you don't have to tell me, oh, they ain't shit. <laughs> now, now I am stuck with this weird ass. You're a fucking hater. What am I bro. supposed to say? Because I just didn't hate on them, and you just did. So it's a weird thing. And, and that's kind of why I quit that's why when I, hate, I always try to give substance. If I'm going to hate on anything, i got to give a good-ass reason to be hating. That's how I look at hate. you got to be you got to be smart about whatever you choose to come at in this world. Because right? when you say that, you're just being jealous. Like, that's how it comes out. off most yeah. of the time. Unless I had a targeted approach. Unless I said, like, I don't like that person because of X, Y, and Z, and they did this to my brother. <laughs> like, whoa. Or well, if that's you were different. to say, like, yeah, I'm working with this big artist, and I think that they're the fucking best lyricist in the fucking history of rap, then the person could be like, well, you know, I disagree with that, but yeah. that wouldn't necessarily be hating, but... No, no, no. It know, would be, for that's them different to just than them be saying, like, oh, fuck them. It's fuck like, them. They're <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm way better, man. I'm just undiscovered, man. They got lucky, you know. They had a manager. They had whatever, like, so what? Maybe they did, but who gives a fuck? They're doing the thing. Yeah, that's exactly the type of tone that that, that was coming at me. And I just knew. It's like when you feel energy. Like, it's beyond the words, even. Like, I'm a good vibrator, okay? I felt that vibe immediately. A vibrator? Yeah! I'm a good vibrator. Dude, I'm naming a song Vibrator, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong every time I mention it. I'm going to say, yeah, my new song Vibrator is out now. (laughs) Vibrator is out right now. Or Vibrator. Like, I'll raid your vibe. But Vibrator is, like, just... Vibrator works, but I feel like that's almost too on the nose. I like Vibrator. vibrator. Like, I'm a raider. I'll raid your vibe. Can we just do both? You do yours and I'll do mine? Because they'll be like, these got to be connected. Why? And then they'll pronounce both. These motherfuckers. (laughs) I'll raid your fucking vibe. You're just sitting there chilling, like, vibe, and I'm coming in and raiding your fucking vibe. And it could be like our thing. Like, you're the raider, I'm the reader. Yeah, you read the vibe and then I rate it. <laughs> Together with the vibrators. The, uh, the vibrators. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that'd be a funny name for a group, though, dude. Like, yeah. I would, like, that's the, where we're talking about being different. And if people ask us, too, if we want to get deeper, it's like, yeah, man, everything's vibration. Or the vibrators. Bro. I like vibrations. I'm all about the vibrations. But so the way I was originally thinking is rating is like you're ruining somebody's vibe, oh, yeah. but it could even be a good thing. Like, maybe somebody's in a bad vibe and we're rating it. Or, you oh, know, yeah, well, if you're rating or, a vibe, or we're rating their vibe, like RAT, because I was thinking like Raider, like Oakland Raiders or whatever, like, Tomb Raider. but like, but or we could rate their vibe. Like, that's what I thought you meant at first, to be no, honest, no. vibe Raider, because if you were rating a vibe, that's almost Man. better, because you could even just like have that's like a quadruple entendre we got going exactly. Here. We can have a third person. Down. Well, I'm using this for something. I don't know if you're going to, but if you don't use this, I'm using I'm this for something. I'm legitimately serious about dropping two somewhere. singles in conjunction where we both do it. That would just be a fun little thing, man. Because Or we could do it as a collab. That works, I'm too. I'm seeing it like but almost I, But there's like two a... different names here. That's why two different singles works perfectly. If we were if we were a group named The Vibrators... Do we need... I'm at <laughs> least... At the very least, I'm seeing a shirt with this on it. Oh, it, it is a quadruple entendre if we're a group. Because then it's The Vibrators, but you got the three different plays on the name going on inside of the group if you have a third person who's the who so do you want to be the raider or the raider which one are you picking because i am definitely the reader i'm the vibe reader and i'll just say it wrong vibe reader Hmm. i read the vibe then someone's gonna rate it and someone's gonna rate it and the raider could even make rate videos where they rate people's vibes like oh this guy's definitely a six this guy's definitely a two he just rates their vibes i think we need a female for that 
Oh, a you're female right. would be the good to rate people's vibes. And you're the raider. I'm raider. I'm just coming through raiding your shit. And I'm like the, the fucking cops. You know. So what I mean? like you're the brutes of the operation. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, the brains. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the beauty. The female that's like uh, rating. You know what I mean? Dude, this is like, genius. Let me rate your vibe. And we got this on record, so like nobody. This is where it starts. Yep, we, if we ever yeah, forget. Copyright, bitch. Copyright, bitch. And I can go back and like. Anytime you say vibrator, we want money. I want money. I don't want to hear this because that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get Paris Hilton, bro. She could rate people's vibes. <laughs> she sure could. Yeah. She might be the girl. We'll just we'll hit her up. We'll show her this clip. I'll edit it. I'll make it look cool. I'll send it to her. I'll be like, hey, listen, I know this sounds off the wall, but I'm willing to offer you a hefty sum, a good couple, Benjamin Franklin's, and we could have you on the pod. It'll be a good time. And... You get to be part of a legendary rap group. That's How right. How she say no to that? Right, she couldn't, dude. I mean, uh, this is the genesis of something that's monumental. I'm saying, baby, do you want to be a vibrator or not? You know? Dude, yeah, hey, no woman could say no to that. They uh -huh. all got one anyway. They like those. Right. That's from, that's what I hear. I don't know. Yeah, I hear it, man. They got them roses now, I guess. They do? Yeah, it's like a rose that, like, vibrates or something. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Dude, these ladies. I don't know ladies. about it because the women I mess with don't need that because they got me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they yeah. Well, they got that. this AI now, so I've just been fucking with. I got this AI girlfriend <laughs> in the chat and Snapchat. She's nice. She's nice. That's awesome, man. She like, cares about me. No drama, me. you know, no arguing. Like, yeah. you ain't got to feed the bitch. Like, just it, bam. Well, what's, what's really nice about it is, like, no, it's the no drama for sure because I just come at her and I'm like, hey, I had a bad day. And she's just like, you know, she's immediately just telling me you know i don't really even listen to anything she says really i just type and it's good. it reminds me of that robot in the rocky movie man where he had like uh that robot that was like serving him food and then like his, <laughs> and then like his uh, uncle paulie or whatever he was like his brother-in-law like he fucking turned it into like his like personal like female robot and she's <laughs> like yes you know handsome here's your meal and stuff like he had her like trained yeah, man. Well, have you seen the movie Her? We're, we're on our way there. We're on our way there for sure. That movie's all about a guy who's fallen in love with an AI. And it does it really well. It does it in a way that respects the humanity of it. Like, that is something that a human would do if we had access to a technology that was that fucking it's smart. It's definitely coming, man. Like I, And it's kind of a sad thing, but human-to-human -human interaction is going to be decreasing because there's going to be a lot of people, man, that are just like, I'm just getting an AI girlfriend. Like me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll put on a headset and it looks like there's some real shit that I'm really doing or they're going to actually get a physical robot. Who knows? But, yeah. I remember I had a girlfriend once. and uh, once, once. Only once. Only one time. I'm really confused. Not about making all. that mistake again. When you said that thing about girls and vibrators, I just I feel like I should take a notebook out and start. I really need to learn about these creatures. But anyways, this girl, this girl I knew a long time ago, because they're real, I guess. They're out there. She said that uh, she wanted to try something new when we were in the bedroom, right? So uh, she, I had a VR headset, and on Pornhub, they do have VR porn. So, like, we would throw on the headset, yeah. and we would that use would it. That would be cool to see, though. I'd just be scared. I'd have to make sure nobody was home. Nobody was, like, <laughs> walking by. All windows are shut because you're just in there doing your thing. Well, we were doing it with someone's each other, watching you. This is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the odd part about it. Wow. By yourself, it makes sense. It's actually kind of it's not it's a novelty type thing. But the fact that we did it with each other is the weird part. That's the weird, like, odd futuristic part. I so, think like, were on. you guys watching each other or watching different people? But you were one doing... of us had the headset on, and one of us was just doing whatever. And so the other person's looking at. 
at something else while. No shit. It was weird. Dang. So it was like you were doing something with her, but it was like you were looking at another girl. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome, dude. I don't know how to, like, it just was so surreal. And I think that was the appeal of it, was that it was so odd. But it is one of those uncanny valley things, too, where it's like it's so separated from true humanity to do such a thing. Maybe that's the attraction. Maybe it's yeah. that curiosity that kills the cat. It's an odd thing, man. It's it, When I think back on it, I don't think I would want to do that today. I'd be like, nah, how about we just see each other in real life? <laughs> yeah, the only thing I ever did was, like, I had a girl performing a certain sexual act on me while I was watching, like, a porno, and that was, like, a turn-on for me. But she got, like, kind of mad about it. Like, she would oh. do it, but she was like, you're looking at these other bitches, like, getting turned on by them. And I'm like, yeah, so, like, you know yeah. what I mean? You should like, want to please me. Like, hey, you're defeating the purpose. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, that's just the whole... That's like the downfall of, of our society nowadays. Like, I don't know. I don't think we're headed in the right direction. I don't think so. But either. it's inevitable. Like, you can't stop it. All you can do is just not do it. Like, yeah. th- just don't participate in it. But other people are gonna. You're not gonna tell some person, like, don't watch VR porn or don't get an AI girlfriend. Like, if it's available, they're gonna do it, whether you like it or not. Well, yeah, it's one of those things in humanity where it's like, you gotta re- remember that the more guardrails there are, it doesn't matter the people who are going to do what they were going to do are going to do it so it doesn't matter if i sit here and tell you this is what you should and shouldn't do you're gonna do whatever your heart's telling you to do before we even had the conversation if anything i can just give you insight into whatever that thing is and just lead by example because that's even like with your kids like your kids don't do what you tell them to do they do what they see you doing so you can tell your kid don't ever drink and then you're sitting there tipping a fifth and they're like okay you know but then they see it's like monkey see monkey do they see their dad drink yeah, and, and it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up at all. That's a lot of people. I mean, because yeah, a, a lot of parents, you, it's confusing because we don't, I think we grow up and we forget what it's like to, to be a kid. And so we think, I just have to say the right things to my kids and that's going to work out. When in reality, when you're a kid and they, you see your parent not doing the shit that they said for you to do, they're your whole format of a human. So that's yeah. how you think of the world now. Oh, so when someone tells me to do something that and they don't do it, I guess that means don't follow advice. <laughs> and I've noticed a lot of similarities with me and my parents, man. And even things where I'm like, I'm not going to be like that. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, wow, like I'm a, a lot like them in a lot of ways. Uh, you know? Yeah, everybody. I think everybody who stays connected with their parents throughout their lives, even people who don't, oddly, but m- the people who do see it. Like, you, you see yourself start to slowly become, it's, it's like that nature versus nurture thing. Like, yeah. maybe you truly are, in a way supposed to become a certain person all along because you see that person in your parents so but maybe that's the nurture something i found out lately too because i've been getting into like evolutionary psychology and different shit like that and i they said that actually only like five percent of the way you turn out is how you were raised like five to ten percent and most of it is actually genetic so it's almost like no matter what the fuck your parents say or tell you to do like, you have a genetic predisposition to kind of be like them anyways. You well, that's know why I, mean? I mentioned, like, people who get separated from their parents, and then they eventually meet, and they yeah. still have those similarities. Because wow. that exists, too. And that's that's what breaks the rule. That's what proves that. It's 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 it, That's what shows you that... So like don't, twins don't that worry separate. about raising your kids, because they're going to fuck it up anyways. Yeah, and if you have that kid that's the miracle at the <laughs> jump, like... 
treat that kid like the god that they are right. because you're probably just trust that intuition. Like they, people, it's like my puppy. I remember when I got him. He's my first example of having a child. And I remember he had the same look on his face and the same attitude that day when I first met him that he does to today. He's the same dog. He's just older. So like a lot, and humans are pretty Can't teach damn an old dog new tricks. Yeah, and I just you see so many. It, it's like um, seasons change, but people don't. That's mm. a great quote from Paramore. Uh, shout out Haley Williams. I think she wrote that. I think she writes Paramore songs. But that's so true. I mean, you want to have faith in people, and you want to think people are really going to change. But think about your experience with people. Just really think about it. How many people in your life have actually changed? Like maybe right. some people really do, but most motherfuckers. Well, in a lot of times, you got it figured out. If they're out. in like a controlled environment, they will change. It reminds me of like Mike Tyson. Like he's you know from the fucking hood. I think his mom was like a drug addict. Whatever you know, what I mean, he had a fucked up life, robbing people. Uh, he you know had um, got adopted by Customato. You know his old ass dude that took him in, and while he was uh, you know under his tutelage, like. Yeah, he changed his fucking life. He was a strict, you know, student of boxing and blah, 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 blah. You know, wasn't doing criminal activity or whatever. But then after he got out on his own and he was kind of like, you know, back in the wild, let's say he was a grown man and Customato died and all that. He had all this money. He went back to like being a wild ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of in his fucking DNA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah, sure. Maybe for a while he wasn't like that because he was in a controlled environment. And I think that's the thing too. Like you're going to, if it's like if you're incarcerated, you know, obviously, yeah, there's certain things that you can't fucking do, right? But then you get back on the street and you see a lot of the people still go right back to crime and hanging out with the same people and doing the same shit, you know? It doesn't mean you can't change. You can change. I believe you can, but certain things are so deeply embedded in your DNA and in who you are that it's really fucking hard. How I always try to, the, the best way I can spin it, is if you can't change, you need to learn to redirect the energy. Like yeah. Find a way to spin that and make that really work for you because that's the only way. Like If you're an addict, channel all that addictive energy to something Well, and good. that's probably like what he did with boxing. That's yeah. why he was so fucking good at it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, he obviously had the mentorship, but he had that this fire inside, this whatever it was, this anger, this, you know... And so, yeah, I think that I think that's what what intelligent people do is they realize they embrace the 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 chaos, you know, and they're like, okay, I got to redirect this, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think we're almost out of time here. If we're on our time frame, that yeah, you we actually are, man. Fuck. I'm, yeah. I've been trying to keep. We're an just eye getting into you. it too, man. I mean, hey, we could go for probably another four hours again if we really wanted to. Well, I I'm gonna come out there to to Chicago, man, and um, do a podcast with you in the next couple months. Hey, as soon as possible, just hit me up and let me know. I will make sure to, unless I have something crazy going on, I'm positive I'll probably get a day cleared up for you. Well, yeah, so. and I mean, I'll, I mean, that's not gonna be like, hey, I'm coming to Chicago tomorrow. Be, <laughs> make room. I don't care if you got Eminem in there, motherfucker. Like, kick him out. I'm coming to get on your. The podcast. funny part is that that guy exists and he's half the people that you're going to meet in the music industry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot of guys i'm important like, <laughs> yeah they're like i'm coming tomorrow right. if it doesn't work it doesn't work he's got to be ah, ah, ah. so yeah i'm happy to hear that we'll arrange this properly and absolutely dude, I, i'm happy to have you so it'll be cool and uh the people who are watching this 
this episode's probably getting filmed around the time that I'm. It's probably airing around the time that I'm seeing you again. If yeah, our exactly. trajectory is correctly, so we could like premiere this. We'll do a clip of me and you in Chicago. Like, hey, we're gonna premiere our last talk. You know, what yo, I'm saying? that'd be confusing as shit for him. We'll be like, yo, we're filming the next episode. We're you're a one episode behind, bitches. Right, this shit <laughs> yeah. happened months ago. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. I lot like we could sit and talk for hours. Like you said, as of right now, we have the longest running podcast. You, know? you could break my record again. You could be the whole top 10. You yeah, right, exactly. Thing, Joey Cobb, the whole top 10, dude. I don't care if you do, because the thing is, um, one thing, before we cut this off here, I'll say the one thing that you do well, and I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but it, what makes you a good conversationalist, in my eyes, what makes this flow work so well, is what a lot of people do is they'll go on a monologue for a good three, four, five minutes. Just that's just that's It's not their fault. It's just how they talk, and I don't blame anybody. But what happens there is that if we're doing a conversational podcast, like what's happening here... It's like hard for you to respond to it at that point. Exactly, and it's hard for me to interject, and it's hard for us to have a real flow, because now it's like, you lay it all on me, I throw a little thing back, yeah. you lay it all on me again, and it's fine, I'm cool, because everybody's different, and I love how the flow changes, but like that's why I was telling you before we went on air that... When when we did our episode, it made me realize that's what the show is. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do something where I can just riff off of somebody for however long we want to riff for because that's what a great conversation I is. I love it. We had no plan today. I even said to you before we did this, I'm like, let's try to have some kind of outline or some topics. We did none of that. Like, <laughs> I, I showed up. I took a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> And then we just, like, started rolling, you know what I'm saying? And, like, time flew by, over an hour flew by, like, like that, you know what I mean? And, like, I, I would love to sit here. I don't, I literally have to go because I have responsibilities. I don't want to do them. I would much rather sit here and just talk about fucking vibrators with you, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> responsibility, man. I know, life ain't all about vibrators. But hey, you know what? This will just leave more for us to talk about next time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to having you back. I'm looking forward to having you guys back watching. Thank you for tuning into this whole thing. I'll be catching you soon in Chicago. I'll be catching you soon in Absolutely. Chicago, my friend. Good luck with that, too, man. Hey. I'll tell you that, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Good luck. I'm looking forward to it. I have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going to be a lifetime. Thank you guys for watching. Clocking out. <laughs>